Confession time. I haven't been making this podcast. I have a hamster who works my post-production needs under my hat. We're talking Ratatouille on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and not understand words because your parents spelled them out instead of saying them. Boom. Take T-H-A-T, kids. <laughs> uh, so, my guest today, she's a friend of mine. We, we're new friends. I like having new friends on the podcast because I'm out of old friends. <laughs> so. Or your old friends aren't friends with you anymore. That's more likely the case. Uh, <laughs> I can relate, honestly. Uh, I burned so many bridges. Call me uh, World War II Britain. Boom. I feel World like... World War II Britney? Britain. Oh, Britain. I thought you said Britney as in like Britney When Spears. did London Bridge fall down? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember, but it's up and it's beautiful. But anyway, that voice that you heard was a girl voice. And Hi. that girl is... I'm, I'm Katie. Katie Hullahan. What's up? You said my last name right. I did? Yeah. It's rare when anyone does, but well, that's okay. You We're and, friends, right? Yeah, so and, and you and I right. you and I both have um, difficult to pronounce last names. Or like, they look simple when you read them. You're like, oh, I bet I know what this is pronounced, how this is pronounced. But then... And then you read it and it's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, because <laughs> I bet you get like Houlihan because of... I get that all the time. Because of that uh, shitty chain restaurant yeah i don't know if they exist anymore yeah i haven't seen one in like in years yeah, but, but <laughs> originally like i guess when my irish ancestors came to america they dropped the o like for O'Hulahan, and then oh. it just kind of progressed as like hullahan which isn't any prettier so i really don't know what's up with that yeah, i just did my ancestry dna i'm zero there's zero irish in me like they they have all these little things where it's like oh you have trace amounts of like North Africa or Mediterranean. They, they Mediterranean. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, more so like Italy. Oh, I see. okay. But I yeah. mean, hey, I'm Jewish, so there's probably. But yeah. I, I found out I'm a lot. Uh, a lot of my ancestors uh, are based from uh, Lithuania and like that that section of Eastern Europe, which hmm. I'd always assumed that I was just like Russia and Poland because that's like Jew central. Jew central. Not anymore, but. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah. So we have hard to pronounce last names because people always uh, tell me, call me Weissman. I don't. I just, you know, it looks like Wiseman. Like you know how. Because like, it's like Christmas the supermarket. time, like Wiseman. You know, it's the same thing. Only the the yeah. letters are switched around a little. During bit. Uh, the holidays, that was my Twitter. Uh, I changed my name to Ross Three Wiseman. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. And then now it's it was just Mr. Class. Wiseman. Well, no, now it's I changed it to Sauce, Sauce Wiseman. Wiseman. I, that's right. I just saw that the other day because I was trying to send you like a meme and I couldn't find you under Ross. So Yeah, you have to look under Saw. That's how you evade uh, hiring managers. You're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, I put all of my stuff on private just in case because... You know, I mean, they're not going to find anything but retweeted memes. So. Yeah. Actually the, actually, the other night I was scrolling through my old tweets because some friends and I were hanging out and we were all like, "We were we funny like a couple years ago? Like, I've never been funny, I guess, but... I actually went through my Twitter like not that long ago and I deleted so many things because when I was in high school, I was just reckless when it came to tweeting. I wanted attention 
for my Twitter followers. That's but, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know. But now I, like, barely check it. Yeah. Well, my uh, my fr- friend of the podcast, uh, Ruby Wardus, was like, you should tweet every day, because, like, why not? And I was like... Oh, I met her last night. Yeah, you at, did. Um, the 100 Days Happy Hour, mm-hmm. which was kind of yeah. lame. Step well, the, up the your f- game, The food temple. was pretty t- tasty. I didn't oh, have I dinner, because I, I, I was snacking on that. I, yeah, it looked good. I didn't have any, because I didn't buy anything. So, like, I was just there. I just showed my face. I was like, hey, I'm here. I graduated in 100 days. Yeah, Katie, how's it feel being less than 100 days from graduating university? Honestly, at this point, I could honestly say that I am ready. Like, I just want to be yeah. over it, because I'm at that point in my life where I'm just, like, ready to move on and, like, start something new, the next chapter of my life. But mm-hmm. at the same time... It's kind of frustrating because I don't know what I'm going to be doing because, you know, I don't have a job yet. So it's kind of scary because I don't know where I'm going to end up. I'm just, I'm ready to graduate, but, like, someone hire me, please. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this and you're a hiring manager, first please of all, hire kudos us. <laughs> on listening five minutes into a podcast. But uh, We didn't even, like, start talking about Ratatouille. Oh, we might never get to I've had so many episodes lately where it's just... Uh, we forgot to mention. We're like, oh, by the way, uh, oh, that was a cool part. Cause, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like th- there's only so much you can say about all of these movies, and it becomes just more talking and hanging out. Even though I hate those podcasts where it's just a bunch of people being like, oh, we're, ju- we're just going to hit record because we have such cool conversations. I mean, that's technically what we did right now. But. That's technically what <laughs> but we, we, we do have an inherent purpose, an underlying yeah. reason that people are listening to this. So, you know what? Let's Let's get on track then. Katie, tell me a little bit about your history with Ratatouille, why you why you brought this to the table today. Well, you first brought it up when we were at Draft Horse. Uh, the like uh, local week. bar and restaurant here yeah, on Tumble University's temp- yeah. campus. Is um, it overpriced? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but you take your parents there because it's like good food. Yeah, and then you have them pay for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you first brought it up when we were at Draft Horse, I guess, a few weekends ago. And you just randomly out of the blue said, I really want to watch Ratatouille. And then, of course, we both had a little bit of, you know, uh, alcohol in our systems. And we were just like, oh, my God, Ratatouille, that's such a fun movie. I want to watch Ratatouille. And yeah, I honestly... started pulling each other's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly forgot about that movie for a while. And I love Pixar movies. And then all of a sudden, like, you brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever. So uh, watching it kind of was a little bit nostalgic because I remember watching it for the first time and it was like, who would have thought that rats would be so cute, you know? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that a lot during the movie because I've seen a bunch of rats in the subway and I'm never like, I wonder what their story is. I wonder yeah. what's But it, um, it, it's funny that you mentioned that you, like, oh, you forgot about Ratatouille. I feel like everybody forgets about Ratatouille. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's kind of smack dab in the middle of these iconic movies, because... Uh, 2007, I think. It was 2007, so, like, uh, The Incredibles and Cars had just come out. Yeah. Uh, they had... Pro- I think uh, uh, Toy Story 3 was about to come out, so everybody was really excited about that. Mm. And I was looking at the IMDb facts, and it clicked in my head that this is... Uh, this was this only the second Pixar movie to not feature, like, a love interest for the main character. Because, like, Remy, he's just like, I want to cook. And that's it. Even though yeah. Linguini is all like, bleh, bleh. I mean, Linguini. Lin, Linguini? Yeah, Linguini. Yeah, had um, Colette. But that was more or less just, it wasn't the main focus. Like, the main focus was 
Remy the rat, his love for cooking mm -hmm. and getting along with humans, which is, it's just so weird because we've kind of normalized that about movies, especially like Disney and Pixar. We kind of normalize the fact that animals talk and, you know, have some sort of relationship with humans, which I find really weird because that's not something that happens in real life, yet when we see a movie like that, we're like, oh, okay, like, that's completely normal. Like, this rat wants to cook and he can talk, but, you know, his best friend is a human who is a loser. Yeah. Doesn't even have a French accent, but... That's a very good point. I did not think of... I, I will say, uh, Linguini's voice is weird in this movie. It's a it good, is. it's good, because it's not, it doesn't sound like a famous actor or, or a... At first I thought, he, uh, the voice that played Linguini was David Schwimmer, you know, who plays Ross in oh. Friends. I kind of got that vibe, but then when I pulled up the cast list, none of the voices are familiar at all. Like, yeah, they're probably common actors or even, like, voice actors, yeah. but I've never heard of any of them. Well, there's, like, a, well, Patton Oswalt is, like, one of the best comedians mm -hmm. today, and he, he has a stand-up bit about Ratatouille, because he was, like, he was extremely depressed right after the movie came out, and it was just such a weird, he's talked about how it was such a weird, crazy, meta thing to, on Halloween, have a bunch of kids show up dressed as him, essentially. And that just freaked him out. Yeah. That's why I would never want to be, like, really famous, because I wouldn't want people to dress up like me. Cause, like, so I'm... just dress comfortably? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I basically do anyway, so it doesn't even matter. But... Yeah, I get that. Um, I... What would my... I wonder what my Halloween costume would be if people dressed as... I... A purple polo shirt. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> And then they just draw on um, really heavy facial hair. Yeah, and um, random chest acne. Not a lot, <laughs> but just like a couple random pimples show up, and you're like, how did that happen? I don't understand how that works, but... Because I can relate. Yeah, I like... Are we really talking about our body acne right now? I was about to say, I wish I had an Audi belly button. <laughs> that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But well, we're talking I about our bodies. Yeah, I have an innie. Oh, so do I. I have a very... I have, like, a deep innie. I was, so do I. Do you ever just get, like... Just like Something just get could... so moistery in there? <laughs> no. I'm just... Sometimes I'm concerned that things are gonna, you know, get lost in there because it's like a dark hole. Well, like it's a it, void. It collects <laughs> so much lint. Well, I... I don't really think about my belly button often, so like I, I, do. I don't really think about cleaning it, so I, there's I probably a I, lot of gross stuff in like, there. Once a week I wipe it with an alcohol pad. Just wow. because Just because like I'm, I sweat a lot, so it's like there's so much Ross chance of like infection. Good belly button hygiene. Yeah. I'm Ew, like Remy. can a belly button get infected? I think so. I don't want to know. I asked I'm a probably going to Google that later. I, I fucking asked a nurse at summer camp once. I was like, hey, like, I, it, it like, I don't know, like, it, it just, like, is not great down there. Like, it just is, it, this is disgusting. It's not great. There's about. something going on. Well, it's, I, just, <laughs> it's just, I don't want to get into much detail, but it's just like, oh, it's like, it's like the summer, it's sweaty. It's just like getting like, kind of like red and irritated down there. And I was like, I don't know, is there like a topical cream or, so, or like something I can do? And the nurse just said, eh, it's, that just sometimes happens. Which is like a not a really imagine nice going thing to nursing school and like that's one of the chapters that you have like belly button <laughs> belly problems. button problems and it's just in big like hundred and fourteen font and eh, it sometimes happens sometimes happens <laughs> no vocab words in that section 
Um, here's an interesting question. So, do you remember that part in the movie when... Oh, right, we're talking about a movie. I was about to call Remy Ratatouille. <laughs> when Ratatouille is... So, when Remy's, like, going through the walls because Gusto's like, Look for food! A beggar, a, st- a thief takes, a cook eats, or whatever. Oh, that was pretty point on. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> um, but, so Remy sidesteps past a mousetrap. And I'm curious, in this universe, like, I'm, I, I'm curious if mouse traps fool any mouse because like i don't know if it would fool a meal or dad i just burped real hard or dad <laughs> or a dad well that's actually a good question because i don't really study the brains of mice and rats why not <laughs> why didn't you my prepare brother, for my brother's actually um he went to college for neuroscience and he's like he does that for a living and we have he... him on the line right now <laughs> Well, I could probably call him. I don't... What it's time is 7 it? It's 7 a.m. Cal- yeah, it's 7 a.m. in California. He's probably, like, about to go to work You know right what? Now. Text him. Don't call him, but I would love for text you to text him, him to be like... Well, How rats sim- are actually really smart. They have... He he was telling me when, um, obviously, they use rats and mice as, like, test. Sorry, vegans out there. Which is really ironic because he is a vegan and he tests on rats for a living. He doesn't so. want to eat them, but he does want to make them suffer. <laughs> He does want to give them cocaine. Like, that was one one of the um, projects he was working on. He was, like, actually making, like, um, you know, different types of drugs and giving it to rats yeah. to see if it would enhance their performance. And, yeah, they respond well to cocaine. Is it good for them? Is it Probably like, is it like not. They'll do, they'll do tasks to get more cocaine? Like, it's kind of like a, a risk-reward thing? They're like, Yeah, oh, it's like the more. whole, like, you know, find the cheese in the maze thing. You know, let's see yeah. if this enhances their performance and stuff. But it's interesting because there's they have really good sense of smell and direction. Um, I don't think they have very good eyesight. Um, I don't think so either. But they are very good at, like, training their brains. So, like, that's why they use rats as test subjects because they accustom easily, I guess. So yeah. they, they do that to, you know, kind of... There are a bunch of birds flying past my window right now, and it's scary. <laughs> it's like Alfred Hitchcock right now. I know. The the whole lighting in the room is, like, flickering. It's very scary. It's 10 a.m. The birds. Hi, I'm Tippy Hedrick. What did you want me to text my brother? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Ask him about, like, how are rat brains? Because... I don't know. I, I, what was the original question? Like, what were we talking about? How like? Oh, oh the a, mouse trap. Mouse, yeah. So they probably don't understand what it is, but like. Remy did. Since since well yeah because they definitely you know emotionalize the yeah. rats. And the dad is like, here, let me show you something. It's like take a long hard look at it, son, and it's like, oh, I can't look. When, when do you think this movie took place? Because that was one thing I could not figure out for the life of me. I think it was probably present day. Because, well, you don't really see anyone on their cell phones. Yeah, Anton Ego isn't like, I'm going to He's using chess. a typewriter. He uses a typewriter. Yeah, but that's just like a douchey writer thing. Oh, I guess so. Maybe. I, wouldn't, I can't I, relate to that. I so. would say maybe, like, mid-60s. Because you don't see a lot of, like... Just pedestrian clothing, which would be, like, the big giveaway. It is in France, too, or in Paris, and they're kind of a little Yeah, Paris hipster. is in France. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was specifying where yeah, in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they're kind of already hipstery anyway, like, with their style mm-hmm. and um, their way of living. 
but it seemed to me that they kind of put their own spin on Paris a little bit and like the people just to simplify it because the main focus was on the rats. Yeah. So. I, I was there for two days, so like I, I can't speak on it. Yeah. I've never left the country, so. Yeah. It was it was actually very scary. I went to Paris um, two days after the Nice attack. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, how long ago was that? Uh, that was summer 2016. Mm. So I remember being very nervous, but then when I got there, I was like, oh, wait. They're on opposite sides of the country, and also there are still soldiers around. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy how not scared of things you are once you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. Like, once you're in New you're walking around New York City, you're like, oh, I'm never going to get mugged or be the victim of, like, a Godzilla attack or something. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. Oh, gosh. But that's funny that you bring that up, because that's kind of the same thing with, with America. Like, I know that a bunch of people who... Um, live overseas, they're afraid to come here because of all of the crimes that have been happening here. Yeah. And the whole, um, you know, terrorist attacks that have been happening in, you know, Vegas and, of course, 2001, September 11th. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to me. Um, that's your birthday? Yeah, that's my birthday. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I wasn't born in 2001, but well, yeah, yeah. that's do the you, day I was born. Do you feel guilty ever, like, celebrating? Like, we like a reservation for 10 on September 11th, and we're just going to go crazy. Well, that's funny because I get that a lot. Like, whenever I bring up my birthday to someone, they're like, ooh, that sucks. Like, that must be such a sad day for you. I'm like, honestly, it's not because I was born five years before it. Yeah, you had five good birthdays. I had five great birthdays. Well, no, four great birthdays. My fifth birthday wasn't really that good. but I mean, before uh, like 8.30 a.m., it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm, you know, I was on my way to school, but then You're my like, mom this was is like, be a skirt, day. let's turn around. Um, but, I don't, like, obviously what happened was devastating and just awful. I don't think anybody but, would argue that. But, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't control the fact that I was born on a day that that happened. Yeah. And every time, you know, like I said, I bring it up, people are like, oh no, like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, why are you apologizing? It's my birthday. <laughs> Let's celebrate. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, actually my grandfather was also, his birthday was also 9-11, but he's dead, so he doesn't celebrate it anymore. That's really sad. So now there's two sad things I'm associating with that day. Ross's yeah. gran- grandfather's death. Yeah, Ross's <laughs> grandfather, who you never met. Yeah, and then... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you hung out in Lansdale ever. Uh, no. Yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. It's a, uh, one of the first suburbs. Like, my dad grew up in one of the original suburbs. Oh. Uh, uh, wait, am I thinking of the right place? It's either Lansdale or, like, some other... Levittown, sorry. Oh, Levittown. okay. One of the first suburbs, uh, notoriously um, uh, discriminatory housing. And my dad was like, ah, no, it wasn't. And it's like, well, you can't really speak for that, <laughs> can you, dad? Uh, just kidding. <laughs> Love you, dad. Are you listening still? I don't. My parents. <laughs> my parents yeah, are did like, your parents oh, we. listen to this? They kind of do, but my dad told me that he, like, just sat down at his laptop and played it and just sat and listened. So I'm like, no, podcasts are like, you, it's supposed to be like a multitasking medium. Yeah, that's the purpose. It like kind of gives you, fills the silence, 
but you're also doing something else. Because, like, I myself am a multitasker. Like, the only way I can get homework done is if, like, I have Netflix on or if I'm, like, listening to something. Yeah. My brain kind of zones out if I'm trying to do just one thing, so. Well, it's funny you say, like, the drowning act. Because I, I just, like, at, like, night when I'm alone and stuff, like, I just get, like, very sad with thoughts. So it's, like, last night I fell asleep to uh, the Good Christian Fun podcast. Hmm. And it's a fun podcast. Is it fun? Yeah. I mean, there's fun in the title. I, I was listening so. to I was listening be to it right before you came here. Uh, All right. You're not a Christian, though. No, but uh, it's it's just interesting because, I mean, it's similar to this podcast in that we're, they're just talking about um, just kind of like media aimed at a specific audience and kind of talking about what it's like. And it's funny. They do an episode about VeggieTales and the Prince of Egypt. VeggieTales. Different episodes. Ah, the Prince of Egypt. I've never... That's a movie, right? It is a movie. I've never seen that. Oh, Katie, it's a great time. Okay, then I will watch it when I have time. It's good. I will go watch it later, just for you. They spoke to over 300 um, religious uh, uh, experts, like uh, rabbis, um, priests, and um, I'm not sure what the, the name for the... Uh, Islamic, like, head of the mosque would be, but them as well. Uh, the head of the Islamic mosque. We'll just call it that. Yeah, so, like, the, <laughs> the Muslim rabbi or Muslim yeah. priest. Mm-hmm. They might just be called priests, but they talk to a bunch of people to, like, understand, like, the different parts of the story of uh, the Exodus, and it's it's really cool to see that, because it's, like, it's uh, good. But anyway, we're not here it's, to talk uh, about... good. Yeah, we're not here to talk about Prince of Egypt. Yeah, Maybe we're here we'll to talk to about Rat Patootie. Rat Patootie. Oh, yeah, that was a really funny part, because... I think that's the part that people remember the most. Yeah, because at first, the title of the movie, Ratatouille. How old were we in 2007? We were 11. Yeah. I, yeah, I was probably, like, just... Feel old listeners? Like or young? I don't know. Well... <laughs> SoundCloud won't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> well... I obviously didn't really understand what that meant until, like, I saw the movie and saw that it was actually a dish. Mm-hmm. I thought it was ratatouille. Like, I thought ratatouille was, like, French for rat or something. Like, I also thought... Like, a fancy name for rat. Yeah, I I remember thinking it was, like, ratatouille or whatever. <laughs> ratatouille. Yeah, because that's how it's spelled. Yeah, I've never taken a French class, still. When I, I went to France... I, when I was in, went to France, I, I just learned, like... I tried to learn like so bare bones and then just be like, oh, do you like, do you speak English? Like, I would try to make an effort to like order in French or something food and that it just did not work. I tried so hard. That's kind of embarrassing because like, I feel, I I would feel, (laughs) I would feel embarrassed like when I go to a, a foreign country and I don't really know any other language. Like I can understand some Spanish, but it's, I just feel like it's kind of rude if I go somewhere and I don't know the language because I know how frustrating it right. is like if someone didn't speak English like here and they were trying to talk to me and it's like, oh, I wish I understood you. Well, but... I think it depends on the language. Like if somebody came, uh, was like, you were talking to somebody and they were trying to speak English and their native language is Spanish, you could kind of like discern and kind of try to meet them halfway. But if like someone comes up to me and they speak like Hungarian, like I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, I wouldn't even be able to, under, like, know that that language is Hungarian because I've never heard Hungarian before. <laughs> yeah, I would, I think the big thing about, um, like, going to a country where they don't speak your language is to show that you're making an effort. Yeah. And I think that that's the big thing because this waiter 
uh, was very much like, it's, it's okay, I speak English, but I... Like, we weren't being like, uh, scoozy, uh, scoozy, wee wee. <laughs> wee wee, I'm talking about my dick. <laughs> uh, it's just, you just say wee wee for everything. Wee wee, wee wee wee. Yeah. Oh, do you think the, the, that little pig was French? You know, like the one that you count on your toes? Oh. Like, this little piggy went to market, then this little piggy said wee 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 all the way home. Wow, you just blew my mind. Yeah. I never thought about it that Even though, way. In my head, I think we had said the little pig went like pee, pee, pee. Or so, I don't know. Oh, no, that was a I dumb joke that I used that, to say when I was a kid. I haven't played that toe game in a while. It's not yeah. really a game. I've been playing with my feet the whole time. I feel bad. Like, we're sitting on the floor. You're not even wearing socks, Ross. No, because I'm in my room. I always wear socks. I don't like feet. Like I, I don't I, even like my own feet. I just like the little sound that it makes on the floor. Like I don't know if you'll be able to listen, hear this, but that sounds wrong. <laughs> you sound wrong. Boom. Sure. Yeah. Katie gets excited about nine eleven. So 9/11. wait, what was the original question you asked me back to Ratatouille? Um. Wait. <laughs> what what? we're supposed to be talking about? Wait. What are you um, talking? <laughs> you. Oh, I do not remember. We were talking about when this took place. Yeah. Then we talked about 9-11. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, let me just look we at my were, notes. We were like 10, 11 when the movie came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we didn't know what Ratatouille what meant. What Ratatouille meant. But, you know, it's kind of a cool play on words, the fact that they associated rats with Ratatouille. Ugh. It's like, who, who thought of that? Who's can thought I, of rat? Can I meet the, the screenwriter for this you mean Brad Bird? Wait, that's who who wrote this? Yeah. Hey, Brad Bird. Shout out to Brad Bird. Yeah, legit shout out to Brad Bird. Um, uh, even though uh, we, uh, I, I don't have the name, uh, but in like 2000, 2001, uh, there was another uh, writer, uh, creative person at Pixar that came up with the initial idea for this. And it was just, it took years and years and years and Brad Bird ended up kind of picking it back up and making some changes and then the original person left the company and I feel bad that I don't have that name on me right now but uh, we can credit Brad Bird but don't forget about person that I can't person remember and feel bad about 2001 you know what oh. you, you talk about your opinions about it for a little bit and I'm gonna look up this person because I do feel bad my opinions on what Ratatouille yeah so like or, or talk a little bit more so let's um, uh, what the fuck is that deal with Emil just swallowing grapes whole Remember, and he shoots them at Linguini. Like, why the fuck was he just swallowing whole grapes? Whole grapes, yeah. Because he, well, he's obviously the chunky rat. <laughs> yeah. So he's the one that likes to snack. Um, but as soon as Linguini came in to apologize to Remy, that point in the movie after Remy, like, invited his whole clan inside and was stealing food, they were all hiding, and he was in the fridge, like, I don't know, eating great whole whole grapes. He wasn't chewing. He was just yeah. He was just swallowing and he them was like, like pills. <laughs> it was disgusting. He was like hiding in between like the bundle of asparagus. So like I guess that was like his his body armor or something. Yeah. But of course, he was the character that didn't make very good decisions, and he ate all the, all the grapes. And when he was trying to eat the last one, he couldn't reach it, and he fell. <laughs> And then the other thing fell on top of him, and it shot him out. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, that was disgusting, too. Like, seeing his, like, lumpy figure. Gross. Um, also, I found uh, his name, the, the original uh, person, 
who created, uh, thought of, and co-directed, in a way, uh, Ratatouille, was Jan Pinkava. And he is most notable for uh, creating, writing and directing the uh, that Pixar short with the old man playing chess. <gasps> I love that one. Mm-hmm. The Pixar short films are literally so heartwarming to me. Like, they're I, so cute. Like, that... I mean, being in studying media production itself, like, it's cool to see how other people's brain, like, creative minds work. Yeah, even though the, the one thing, I've been getting a little frustrated sometimes with the Disney and Pixar shorts because they become just shorts about different uh, Pixar properties. Like, they've had a couple Toy Story ones. They had... Um, they have a lot of Frozen ones, which reminds me... They took that out of, in, uh, they took that away in front of Coco because I... They said that it was good. a limited I run. I was just about to bring that up. The fact that they had a short quote, I'm doing the bunny. Because it was quote. 20 minutes. Yeah. It was literally almost half an hour long before the movie. And it's like, okay, I paid to see Coco, not some frozen shit. Yeah. And Full disclosure, I still haven't seen Coco. I'm I seeing, haven't seen I'm it seeing either, it but I heard it was really, really good. And I really want to watch it too because it got it got a lot of awards for It got nominated for a lot of um, Emmys. Uh, Oscars. Oscars. Did I Emmys say Emmys? for TV. And you're studying media production? <laughs> yeah. I, my ball. You I currently work at a TV I station? I meant Oscars. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I'm putting you on blast. But <laughs> I heard that, well, Coco, if you don't know what Coco is about, it's about, um, it's like Hispanic culture and about like the Day of the Dead and how, you know, it's about a little boy I won't spoil anything. A and little I also... boy whose name is Coco, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but Disney wanted to trademark the Day of the Dead. Yes. Which kind of, you know, was not okay because Disney like wants to trademark everything nowadays and buy out all the companies. But that's kind of really wrong that they wanted to trademark the day of the day, like day of the day, yeah, day, day of the, the day. dead, <laughs> day of the dead, because it's not theirs. It's mm-hmm. literally a Hispanic holiday that's like so traditional and it's like their ritual. And, and, and I don't know anything about it, but uh, I know that it's every, kind of like a... they every year. I think it's in, sometime in May. I want to say. Um, every year, the the day of the dead is they glorify and worship all of the their loved ones that have passed that's great i like that (laughs) yeah so it's it's kind of like a celebration like celebrating their life Mm -hmm. so it's it's a really it's really um sentimental holiday and uh, so the fact that disney wanted to trademark it is just really (laughs) messed up (laughs) well speaking of coco um i drank hot cocoa while watching Ratatouille last night. Oh, I didn't. I don't have any hot chocolate in my house. I just had, like, the packets, and it was, like, kind of gross, but I was into it. At the same time, you were, like, yeah. I was, like, this isn't, I never have hot chocolate. It was also, like, after we'd gone and had some drinks, and I, like, had some meetings, and I was just tired. It was a nice little, I was sitting right here on the carpet, uh, and it was a great treat. Um, I haven't had hot chocolate in so long. I'm a coffee drink, coffee tea drinker. So am I. Caffeine. Also, face the microphone. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
I'm like not even sitting like a normal human being right now. I'm Neither like, am I. I'm playing with I my t- feet as we talk. Discussed. <laughs> I, it's like I turn completely around. I'm like talking that way. I'm talking to the air conditioner. What we're do you think conversa- of the movie? <laughs> we're having a conversation and I'm not even looking at you. Also, these birds keep flying past my window. I know it's and funny. It's I'm just like looking at everything that's around your room now but it's a good thing neither of us are epileptic because we would be seizing right now with how like thanks birds thanks birds Uh, yeah i'm just looking and observing your room thank you i mean you didn't compliment it but i'm assuming that you like it yeah it's nice and cozy you don't have a roommate that's right that's that ra life um uh something i thought about that I didn't even realize until the very end of the movie, the fact that this, like, legendary French restaurant has a huge, like, three-story neon sign is incredibly tacky. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's that was their point, I think, because to make it seem like, you know, Gusteau was this huge legend, and I think the reason that it really stood out was to make it seem really important. Because at one point, before he, he passed away, and before that, um, what's his name? Anton Hugo gave a yeah. scathing review. Yeah, um, people really enjoyed it. And then he yeah. passed away, and then that tiny little chef guy who really- Oh, um, Skinner. Me. Yeah, it really annoyed me. I'm really bad at character names, I don't So am I, I don't know. I th- it's because I read the IMDB facts, so I, I remember a lot of them uh, right now. But, but it, yeah, he, he wanted to, like, make Gusto into, like, you know, trademarks little, and, like, burritos. Little, and little corn, corn pepites. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like every Disney movie is like that. They have, like, some sort of, quote, villain type of guy that I mean, just that's, makes that's everyone just how, mad. <laughs> uh, that's how story works. And then, like, the, the loser in this case was Linguini. Gets the girl and gets a success and at first he doesn't succeed but then he succeeds and then he realizes he messes up and then he fixes his mistakes and then you know not real like makes amends with his rat friend it's it's crazy and they just kind of gloss over just like yeah so i mean we had to let skinner and the health inspector go and then they shut down the entire restaurant and we basically sullied this legendary chef's good name and then opened a new one yeah ratatouille ratatouille yeah, and then all the rats hang up, hang out upstairs. My then... compliments to the chef. Um, oh my god, that fuck the w- old lady at the very beginning. Uh, she, it's insane how many rats were living in her home, and also um, how fucking crazy it was that she was using a huge shotgun to kill two mice. Yeah, that was. Have you noticed that in every single like Pixar film, the old people look the same? The big glasses and like Except the jaw in structure. Up. Well, yeah, but I mean, even him, he kind of has like the big glasses. Yeah, but he's a huge square. He's a rectangle. <laughs> yeah, he's literally a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie too. It's I just a good want one. to have like a Pixar movie marathon because I haven't seen some of these movies in years, mm-hmm. and it just makes me feel so good when I watch them because it's just like, oh. I like need to just watch cars 
I still have not been able to watch uh, all of Cars. I don't think I could ever watch that movie ever again because when my little cousin, well, he's not so little anymore. He's like medium-sized cousin. He's he's no, he's taller than me. He's like that's a pretty low bar though. He um. You are two like, feet tall. He's like what, like fourteen, fifteen now? But when he was like little, he was obsessed with watching the same movie on repeat. Oh. So for a while it was like that movie flushed away, like more rats. Oh yeah. But it was a DreamWorks movie, so um, he would watch that over and over again. And then for a while it was Cars. So like whenever I was babysitting or over there, he'd always be watching Cars. I'm like, how are you not tired of Owen Wilson yet? Like, <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> no, it's Kachow. Oh Kachow. Oh Kachow. Wow. 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 Kachow. Kachow. Yeah. Well, I I've. Start. I've watched half of Cars several times, but I have not finished half it. Half of Cars? You don't just watch half of a movie and then not finish yeah, it. Yeah, you do. If I'm just like, this is not good. This is true. Uh, I so feel... you want to force yourself to watch Cars because... Yeah, well, I need to finish season two of Stranger Things. What? I watched like three episodes and it's just like, season one was good, but I... I just feel like that's such a binge-worthy show that like... I don't know. It's like, so easy to watch the whole entire thing. First of all, I'm busy. Well, <laughs> and second of all, it's like yeah. I I remember I watched like the first episode or two of Flood uh not Flushed Away of Flushed Stranger Away. Oh, that good series. Uh like the <laughs> the first two episodes of season 1 and then it took me months and I was like in the mood to watch something like creepy and then I watched most of the rest of it. It's so good. And I think I need to just wait for that time where I'm And the thing is with that show like are you smelling yourself? Yeah, because I felt some sweat. It's all right. I'm sweaty, too. Here, while you're talking, I'm going to put on deodorant. Don't make okay. a deal out of it. And don't <laughs> tell the make, listener. I'm going to make a huge deal. Like, Ross left and is now putting deodorant on. Yeah, oh, it's cool. It's great. I love this right now. Anyway, what were, you, what were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Stranger Things. The, things with, like, the thing with Netflix putting out like their own original series, like they put all of the episodes out at once. So, how can you not watch all of the episodes at once? You're supposed to. Especially with Stranger Things. Like, there's eight episodes, and yeah. it's just... They're an hour know, long each. I, I don't have time to watch them either, but I somehow managed to do that. And I watched the first season the day it came out. So, like, that... It was, like, summer, like, two summers ago. Yeah. And it came out. I watched the whole entire season that day because I think I was procrastinating something or like I didn't have any friends mm-hmm. to hang out with that day. So I literally watched the entire thing in a day. And I was like, wow, that was so good. And that was before it was uh, kind of like a big deal. Before everyone was like, oh, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, watch it. And that I don't was think, me with Imagine Dragons. I don't think that. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they like really expected it to blow up the way that it did, but it did. So that was really cool that. I'm, I'm such a hipster when I say I was the first one to like watch it, you yeah, know, um, and I'm then trying. I rewatched it before they released the second season. I watched the first season again because, you know, got to remind myself what happened. And then I watched the whole second season in probably like a week. I like that sounds like, about right. like like an episode a day. You know, that was when school first started back in the fall. Like it was around Halloween time. Yeah, I didn't really have anything to do really. Um, and then I went home for break and my brother and his girlfriend came home to visit 
and we all just watched it together. Like my, my parents hadn't seen it yet, so my brother and I were trying to get them into it. And as soon as we started it, my parents were hooked. So that really worked out. And I think it's like more fun to watch it with someone else. I can imagine that because I, I just watch them alone like most yeah, things. I, I watch most things alone too. Like right now I'm watching Jane the Virgin and, you know, no one else that I know has seen it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like kind of like it's my, my, my me time, you know, I watch something alone. But it's also fun watching things like with people. You're right. Like, you know, because then you could talk about it. And especially with our major, like, we like to talk about things. But it's like, if I, it's so hard because if it, you decide to watch something with somebody, you both have to kind of subconsciously disguise, decide, oh, are we going to be like talking during it? Or are we, yes. like, are we doing, are we watching so we have an excuse to hang out together? Or are we watching it to watch it? I am a, I'm a watcher. I don't just throw something on and hang out with someone. Like, I'm a watcher, and I will admit that I do talk during it, Mm -hmm. but not in an annoying way, like, as a media student way. No, that makes sense. (laughs) You know, because I'm just like, ooh, and it's only just, like, onomatopoeia. Like, it's always just sounds. It's like, ooh. (laughs) Zap. (laughs) Zap. Um, Shazam. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm I'm looking at my notes to see if there's any... Things that we should uh, bring up before we kind of rate. We're doing good on time. Uh, Where's my phone? Oh, here. Remy's like a douche, right? (laughs) (laughs) What? Remy's like a douche. Remy's a douche. Like, Um, at the very beginning of the movie when he's like teaching a meal about flavors, I'm like, okay, fuck you. Yeah, okay, first of all, how the heck did he even like understand what any... How did he learn to read? Yeah, and how did he learn to, like, that cooking was his passion? Yeah, he's got a good nose, but don't rat... All rats have good noses. They're supposed to scope out, like, good food, because they're rats, but he's, like, all fancy and organic. It's like, oh, like, I'm just gonna turn around, and, you know, here's a mushroom, and you found cheese, and then I turn around. Oh, there's rosemary just happened to grow right next to me. I don't know, because I think... I think he might have hinted that he, because he, he's like, oh, humans aren't as bad as you you say, dad, or whatever. Because I think, I assume that he's been sneaking in, not into this woman's house necessarily, but like kind of just like wandering around and just watching people cook Yeah, and her stuff. house is in the middle of nowhere. So like, that was also confusing, because how the heck did he like get into Paris the, the Drain. Oh, The Drain, that's yeah. right. Yeah, come on, Katie. God, I didn't even watch this movie. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reveal. Um. Fun fact, there was one episode of this podcast, uh, maybe two, no, there was one where I did not watch the movie. I just went completely off of, like, the plot synopsis and IMDb what facts. What movie was it? Do you uh, remember? Coincidentally, it was another uh, Brad Bird film. I, I did not have time Pixar? to watch. Uh, the Incredibles, before we did. We, You've never watched the No, I've seen it so many times. You just didn't watch so. it to... Yeah, so I was like... I love that movie. I knew, I knew everything. How do you... What are your thoughts on, like, the new one that they're coming out with? Do you think it's going to be... Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested. A little, a little apprehensive. Yeah, because they always fuck it up. Like, they yeah. always... I mean, then again, Toy Story 2. Is really good. But I think they made that, like, close enough together that it was still sort of the same and it was a continuation. Yeah, it was like five years? Yeah, it was a continuation, but literally how long has it been... It's, it's been like... Uh, tw- it's the same thing 13, with Finding 14. Dory. Like, Finding Dory was good. It was cute. But, like... 
At like, the same time, it's just like there's nothing like Finding Nemo. Like, what's interesting because they're telling an interesting story, but instead of creating new characters, they're using familiar ones. Like, I mean, Finding Dory, it's all about you know just being separated and alone and kind of having to overcome like a disability. It was or a something. good lesson. Yeah, and I love the whole thing with Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why Sigourney Weaver? And they like, tied it together hi, at the this end is Sigourney where she's like, Sigourney Weaver. Like, I just love that at the end when it's like the slow motion, the truck just like going back into the ocean. It's like step three, release or something. I was like, damn, that was good. <gasps> Hurts my heart. Yeah. So, it's like, I can't think. What do you remember? What the short was before that movie? I couldn't. I what, like the Finding Nemo short. Was, was there, there a Finding, Finding Nemo short? I don't think there was a Finding Nemo short. Well, or like the find finding door because they're not they always have something yeah um but yeah like we were talking about the incredibles um do you think that it's going to be like a continuation like they're still going to be like the same age because i know that baby, baby jack jack like has superpowers now they discovered that at the end of the movie so is it going to be, like, another family defeat the bad guy? Or do you think it's going to be, right. like... I don't remember... Because they, they they've given out little bits. Like, they just announced some of the cast. But I th- I'm pretty sure... It, I'm going to look this up. I think it picks up not too long after the first movie. Like, it's not 14 years later and Violet's now an awkward adult. But also, um... Yeah, I would probably not want to... I would still see... I'm going to see it no matter what, just because, like, childhood. Right. But... Um, also, uh, the the short film before Finding Dory was Piper, the cute little bird. The little bird one? Remember? It, it was, like... It looked so hyper-realistic. It was, like, little bird, uh, and it was, like, looking for food because it got lost. <gasps> yeah, I think I know what you that mean. That was a good one. Samuel L. Jackson is frozen. <laughs> yeah. Honey, where is my super suit? <laughs> it's like he's actually here right now. I am the greatest. Uh, what 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 did she say? Her famous line. I um. The greatest good you're ever gonna get. Yes. Something. Holly Hunter, Sarah Vowell. Like the only person that's changed is obviously uh, I think Dash. They got an actual kid, so now that yeah, he's an adult, they have to get the, a new kid. The other. Obviously, the other guy is probably a man now. Oh, yeah. So. Which, it, it always is weird, because I, I'm trying to remember, because there was another... Oh, you know what? With uh, Finding Nemo, with Finding Dory, they had to cast a new kid. And he sounded basically the same, but it, it was definitely, there was something a little, like, off. Yeah. So... I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up... Incredibles 2 to see if there's like some sort of synopsis. It says Bob Parr, aka Mr. Incredible, is left to care for Jack Jack while Helen, aka Elastigirl, is out saving the world. So, of course, that's, oh, that's not interesting. specific. I mean, so I kind of like that because I feel like Disney is taking on a whole new like feminist approach to things. Like, for example, Moana was the first like real princess movie that she doesn't have a love interest. I mean, she lo- the love interest is her family. Well, yeah, but I meant as... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and she wanted to, you know, take on whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just doing so well right uh, now. Tafiti. Yes. Went, um, she wanted to defeaty tafiti. Yeah, she wanted to defeaty. That's tafiti. how I remember it. Um, uh, I just wrote this note. I don't remember what it's referring to. Man, all these people really like food. Like, I have no idea what that... I mean, the whole movie's about food. I'm like, well, what yeah, specific part really was like I talking food. about? Maybe was I get. Maybe I guess when Gusto's is when it... Gusto's is really busy and they're like, yeah, 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 we've had everything. Like, what's new? Oh, right. When they're in, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's. What I I'm think that's about. that's what you're referring to because they're like, oh, like we have the, we we order the soup every single time. Like, what's new? Oh, I and looked. Then, it up. Oh, sorry. And then like the the people are like, oh, we'll have what he's having. You know, like that sort of thing. I looked it up, and the you know that like that soup that everybody's fawning over at the beginning of the movie that mm-hmm. Remy made, it's just tomato soup. Oh, I thought, I thought it was, it was like, like a, some sort of like pasta visual or something like that. No, or is that Italian? <laughs> no, it's just like a nice tomato bisque. Hmm. That's it. I thought it was like this like really insanely They should have like rich. made grilled cheeses to go with it. Because who goes to a restaurant and just orders just like plain tomato soup? Yeah, I mean, I'll have your tomato soup, please. I mean, it was the chef special. Chef <laughs> special. Um, <laughs> also, we need to talk about my absolute favorite line. One of my favorite lines in movie history. Um, Anton Ego, uh, he looks at uh, uh, Linguini and he goes, I don't like food. I, I love, love it. it. Never, I don't love it. I don't, I don't swallow. swallow. Yeah, he's like, wow, you're really thin for someone who likes food. No, he says it more meekly. He's like, yeah, and you're really skinny for someone who does and li- who it likes food <laughs> that was good good Thank job <laughs> uh, I, we saw that at summer camp uh, when it came out like uh and everybody was quoting uh i don't like food i love it and if i don't love it i don't swallow everybody was saying that it's it kind of like, fucked up a little bit <laughs> that's funny yeah it is wait what's what's fucked up like i don't swallow <laughs> Not in, okay. not in the inappropriate okay, way. Not in Katie. the inappropriate way. Like the more so like not eating food when you're supposed to way. Maybe. Like that's like telling kids like, oh, like if you don't like food, don't swallow it. No, you well, should I mean, the, still eat. The whole thing is that he's a menace. He's like a mean, lonely guy and it takes... Yeah. It takes, I guess in, in the story's context, it makes sense. Like, it. it takes him trying vegetables to, to soothe his cold heart. Yeah, and that's exactly what Ratatouille is. I'm yeah. Look also, I'm pretty sure that you could hear uh, my residents right now talking, but that's okay. Uh, wait, what are you looking up? The recipe for Ratatouille. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's shingled. I just watched the Binging it's with Babbage shingles. episode. Yeah, it's shingles. You get shingles. Uh, so if you've had chicken pox, chicken stock, pox, there's something. There's something there. Um, but it's uh, Onion, t- it's t- garlic, eggplant. Yeah, it's, it's it's eggplant, zucchini, and tomato shingled, and it's then there's so like a so, there's like a red pepper sauce. Layers of yellow squash, zucchini, eggplant, potato, and bell pepper on a bed of flavorful tomato and some sort of sauce that it can. Yeah, it checks out. For a comforting veggie dinner, and I really j- I think one of my favorite parts is when he first gets the plate and he takes a bite. And it immediately goes to the flashback of him as a kid, and like he fell off his bike. I like tear up at that part every single time because like no matter what, no how, no matter how grumpy you become as an adult, like there's nothing like your mom. Like thinking back to like how your mom, you know. Or it's just like food is this universal thing that can just like it brings out such. People are like, oh, music is like this huge emotion thing. 
food, I think, food is more. Because yeah. food is used as a comfort. It's used as a negotiation tactic. It's, it's used, used in... It's like, hey, do you want to go get food? Because like, it's the mo- it's one of our most innate functions. And so we do it su- uh, unconsciously, subconsciously. We're just like, oh, we need to eat. Or, like, let's go eat something. But, like, yeah. when you really focus on it and, like, somebody is putting their heart and soul into it, you, ta- you do taste it. Yeah. So and ca- and uh, it's, a cr- it's crazy how, like... Like, something like that just immediately reminds you of, you know, how it comforted you back when you were a kid. So I really love that part because you see, you kind of get a glimpse of, like, how, you know, he was a kid once, too. And Mm -hmm. he loved his mother's cooking. And I think that's why he became a food critic because that kind of gave a little sneak peek of, like, how he felt about his mother. Yeah. So. Do you you have a dish like that? Something that kind of transports you back to, like, a happier, uh, innocent time? Well, I think being away at school, I always miss my mom's cooking. And my mom isn't really like, like, no offense to her, but like, she's not like top chef. She's just yeah, like, she take knows, that. she knows, take that, she, Mrs. it's Hohen. like not her thing. She's just like, um, she knows how to prepare. Like she knows how to like put together something. Yeah. I mean, she's not like the, like I said, like this top chef and like, that's not what I'm expecting either. But growing up, like always every day my mom just always like made sure everyone was fed mm-hmm. like not even because we were asking her to like that's just because it's a mother thing you know mothers just love to comfort their children and their family so growing up I always used to like hate my mother's meatloaf but now thinking about it every time I go home I want her to make it meatloaf is a, it's a great it's meal. so good and like my mom just makes it just I don't know mm-hmm. the way there's nothing like your mother's cooking and like I said even if it isn't the best like it's still the best to you yeah because and it's, it's like, so comforting and that's you know? where you learn like what kind of food you like because if if you grow up in your mom uh, or your dad whoever is uh, the main cook in the household and they um, they like I don't know they they make their hot dog when they make hot dogs it's like always there's like always a good amount of like deep brown black like kind of burnt parts you grow accustomed to like that and then when you go because to a restaurant it's their way of doing it you know and that's it becomes like the prototypical like, version like yeah restaurants have good food too but like i said there's nothing like your mother's cooking and mm-hmm. my mom also makes really good pasta visual and like she makes like soups from like crock pot stuff from yeah, scratch like, that's great so good but my mother's a busy woman and my dad was my dad's retired now but when he did work a lot like my dad doesn't really cook like he used to not have the time to at all so like he never kind of like learned how to no, he so has my too mom much time. yeah my mom just does it she gets home and she's just like okay like we used to like eat out a lot or like bring home food but we really like Wegmans this video Ooh. this podcast is sponsored by Wegmans not Netflix just, uh. <laughs> um yeah so my mom would just like pick up a lot of prepared stuff and then like put it together but you know, her, her meatloaf, man. When my brother and I were kids, we, we had a meatloaf song. I'm not going to sing oh, it. Oh, <laughs> come on. Okay. Now for, for me, um, my mom, uh, two dishes come to mind. One is she makes this, um, this like, butternut squash. Uh, do you know what kugel is? No. So it's like, a, it's like a Jewish dish. Sometimes it's like a noodle-based casserole. Sometimes it's just a I'm casserole. Interested. It's like a Jewish casserole type thing. So th- she makes this butternut squash uh, kugel, which is it's basically like a butternut squash souffle. Mm-hmm. And it's just sweet. It's fluffy. It's so good. And that's that like... sounds amazing. When I go home, she, she always makes it. Speaking of butternut squash, um, I 
I previously said my brother and his girlfriend came home to visit because her family lives in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So they just like came home to visit for the holidays and for like Christmas dinner, since they're vegan, we just decided to make a vegan dinner. We made this lasagna, but it had like butternut squash and like mushrooms. Oh. uh, we use like cauliflower rice as like the ricotta substitute. That's interesting. And it's like the same texture. Like when you kind of, um, I guess, cook cauliflower rice, it kind of has like a cheesy texture. Yeah. Which is really interesting. But that combination of things, like usually, I don't like mushrooms, but that lasagna was so good. And like we put like crushed pecans on the top. Ooh. Or walnuts, I don't know, yeah. some sort of nut. And, and then, like, fake Parmesan and fake bar- mozzarella. So good. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think that that combination would be good, but it was so good. So That does sound good. I'm a vegan now. Just kidding. Congrats. I appreciate, like, vegan meals, but I'm too much of a food lover to give up, like, cheese and yeah. meat. <laughs> well, it's, I don't like vegan substitute stuff all the time. Like, sometimes it's like, I, I enjoy the, the vegetarian meat sometimes because it's a That's little... That's not good for you to eat it all the time. So, like... Yeah. My, my brother was like, oh, no, that's not good for you. Like, too much tofu, too much, like, fake meat has, like, so much sodium, and it's, like, very overly processed. So it's good every once in a while, like, fake bacon. Like, it's called yeah. tempa or whatever. That's good. Um, it's very good. But he was like, oh, if you're going to go vegan, just eat vegetables. I'm like... That's... Come on. But I... Like, the thing is, like, I, I crave, like, substance. Not that I don't like vegetables. But, but like, root vegetables can s- help fill that because it's, it's got that, like, crunch and, uh, like, a, like a starch kind of has an, that meaty texture mm-hmm. and feel that you want sometimes. But, I mean, yeah, I, like, I enjoy having these very light meals sometimes where it's just, like, a, um, like a soy protein or, like, beans or something and then, like, just... A bunch of sautéed vegetables, but it's like, just like... Like stir-fries. Yeah, right? stir-fries my one of my favorite That's meals. another thing my mom makes that I love. She makes, like, different types of stir-fries. Shout-out to my mom. Like, yeah, shout-out. Shout-out to moms everywhere just feeding their children. Mm-hmm. They're doing a great job. Yeah, my mom also has this great meal. Uh, it's called Greek spaghetti. Hmm. And it's just like... I don't know if there's, like, a more proper term for it, but it's, uh, it's just, like, pasta and then just, like, this... Almost like sloppy Joe meat, but like mm. a little bit nicer. A little bit nicer. And it's just like you can buy it and stir it around and eat it. And it's just, it's so simple, just like a pasta with meat sauce. And it's, oh, mm. it's so good. It, uh, Greek spaghetti. I need to learn how to make it. Like it, you cook with a lot of like sherry, uh, uh, a lot of tomato. Mm-hmm. It's good. Can't really think of what it is. Uh, Katie, let's, let's rate this. So, uh, big news. I am throwing away the old rating system. It took so long to explain it, and it was so overtly complicated. So, uh, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a note from a uh, former guest of the podcast, the, the host of How Many Fingers Am I Holding Up, uh, which is great. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you can listen to the episode that I did with them about the uh, Oscar-nominated film Mudbound. But... Uh, Basically, I'm going to kind of list off the general things to think about when you're giving your kind of final numerical review, but you're only going to give one number. So it can be... Out of what? Out of five. So from five? zero to okay. five, you can be... I'm going to give... I already uh, gave my rating, uh, wrote mine down, so mine mine is uh, specific. It, it There's a hundredth, like a decimal place. That's very specific. Because I feel like I, I'd just be like... Whoa. I just got very dizzy for a split. That was oh 
my That was God. legit terrifying. Okay? Yeah, I'm okay, but for a split second, the room just tilted. Wow. Okay. Are you feeling okay? I, You're not I am okay. Die I'm gonna me. drink some water when we're done. That's probably a good idea. That was really, that was really weird. Okay. So anyway, uh, I think it's also <laughs> it's hot in here. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna list off the th- the kind of criteria to think about, and then you can kind of talk out your answer and then give that numerical score. Be as specific, as vague, as minute as you want. So rate this uh, on the podcast. We like to rate it with criteria such as audience respect, how the how the filmmakers treat the treat the audience. Uh, the plot, the acting, the humor. So any criteria that kind of you look at when you uh, go to watch uh, a movie, a kid's movie, whatever, use that in your review. And you can be as specific and nitpicky as you like. Okay, so you want me to... Yeah, so, ta- so talk out. What do you, Overall, what did you think of this movie? And then overall, throw that number at me. It fits in... It fits in with, like, Pixar films. Like, how they just make the audience feel just I feel like every single Disney Pixar film has that kind of like oh sentimental yeah type like okay like it's a good story there's like good humor in it and then at the end of the day like there's always a lesson learned um but it's always like after I watch uh, any Pixar movie I'm always like oh you know it's like yeah, they're, I don't know what they're, they're doing. They're pretty loud. <laughs> I have no idea what they're ever doing next door. If uh, my residents listen to this podcast, figure out what those guys next door are doing. Yeah. No <laughs> idea. Don't want to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like on the awe factor, it was a good like four, I want to say, out of five. Four out of five? Okay. Yeah, like I could have, it could have like pulled up my heartstrings a little more. I mean, there was no like death, well, besides Gusto, but. And also Linguini's mom. Yeah, that was sad. Oh, that, that was another fun quote but that it, I wrote down. She believed in heaven, so she's covered. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, he's super quirky. But it's not like, you know, the movie Up, where it, it just pulls you immediately into, like, their love story, and then, like, she dies, and you're just... Or, like, she couldn't have a baby, and then she dies, and you're like, okay, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I don't like this movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I think... Um, like I said, on the off factor, it's like a four because, you know, anyone could cook, even if it's a sewer rat in France. That's, a, that's exactly right. Um, I'm, I'm aiming a little bit higher than you. Not, not by a lot, but... It's just I, I enjoy other movies more than this one. Not that it's sure. a bad one, but... No, I understand. I think looking, like, looking back to when I first saw this as a kid, like, I really liked it, but now that I've seen so many movies, I'm a little bit older, um, and, you know, considering what we do for a day-to-day basis, we, you know, analyze film, we make our own films, so we kind of have a different perspective on it, and also, I feel like as we get older, Disney movie, Disney movies get shorter, if that makes sense. So when I was younger and I was watching a movie, like it was, a, it it felt was like a day. It felt so long because I didn't watch that many movies. But now, I'm watching them all the time, and you know I have this like binge habit going on now, especially with like Netflix shows and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just like okay, I'm used to like watching something for a long time. Um, so I think it was just like I have a whole new perspective on it, just because I have different opinions now as you know, 21 year old. Mm-hmm. So, but I will always forever appreciate like movies like that. 
Disney Pixar cute. It was cute. Yeah, it was it was cute. And I think um, for me, uh, I've said that it's my favorite Pixar movie. And even though, uh, and you'll see in a moment, uh, this this rates on our our scale a little bit lower than uh, The Incredibles, uh, which is another Brad Bird helmed uh, Pixar movie. I love The Incredibles. I think as a whole, um, this movie is stronger because The Incredibles has uh, like all the action and like the kind of playing around with tropes going for it. And it's all, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. I'm not uh, dissing it at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, what Ratatouille has going for it is just uh, a very simple movie about just, and I think you and I can feel this a lot right now, just this um, trying to attain something that you've wanted your whole life and it's not coming easy because you and I are both, yeah. we want to break into uh, the TV uh, radio industries and it's it's very hard to and I kind of feel a lot like Remy sometimes mm-hmm. just like uh, our only advantage is that we're human <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that we kind of know a couple people sometimes yeah uh, and that that spoke to me a lot and the one thing is watching it at the beginning I was nervous because I was like I don't know if this is making I don't really know if I like this as much as I did when I was little, Which when is I a really when sad I feeling. and when I put it in my head, like, oh, Ratatouille is my favorite. But then by the end, it was right back on top. I didn't cry during this. It wasn't that emotional, and some of it felt weird, like all these people crying and feeling betrayed when it's revealed that uh, Linguini is contr- is being controlled by a rat. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's when it stops being a movie about he's a rat chef. Yeah. And starts becoming this, and I wrote it you down. Know, this, you, kind, you kind of start seeing him as a person, you yeah. know, because he does humanistic things, and you know, he was able to conquer this thing that was so, you know, looked frowned upon. You know, because who would want to go to a restaurant where yeah. the, the head chef is a rat? You know. <laughs> and and once it comes back to this this idea of anyone can cook, like they kind of it kind of went away in the middle when it becomes just Linguini's rise to fame mm-hmm. uh, and prominence. Like, if I wish that there would have been more of an arc for him where he was, uh, he started figuring out how to cook on his own because he's being controlled, but he's watching right. himself. Yeah, but, and I never really looked at it that way because, yeah, the, the whole anyone can cook thing was, you know, a, a big deal. And you, like you said, his rise to fame and he was really relying on Remy and um sorry no no I keep getting like texts and it's like distracting me no it's all good Um, we're almost done but that doesn't come back like you said it went away and that doesn't come back until like colette is upset and she leaves and then she sees in like the window display anyone can cook then she's the one that realizes like oh this rat can cook and i think the whole linguini thing was just so overlooked the fact that he didn't even like you know, he didn't grow that much. He didn't I mean, grow he, that much. He became more of an, a confident person, and I think that's an important arc. But just at the end, the whole... Like, this movie is solidified by the sequence with Antonigo coming in for the review at the end when uh, Linguini realizes that he is more of just, like... he he's He's a waiter type. He will interact with people and kind of help out where he can, but he knows to give, uh, give the baton to somebody who's who's clearly better mm-hmm. and he is okay where he is. And then seeing Anton go back to his old state and just seeing him smile for the first time after he f- remembers his childhood 
is such an amazing moment, and I've been I've been cooking that's, more that's, lately. That's the moment where I like tear up inside or inside. Actually, I literally tear up. That moment and the moment when you see like Remy in his own restaurant, like cooking, yeah. and he has a tiny chef hat on. Oh my gosh, that was great. I was like, look at his tiny hat. <laughs> but but long story short, um, because this this is a love letter to just cooking in general, and it, it makes I've been getting into cooking late uh, recently, and it really spoke to me in that way. So for that reason and everything else that I said, I'm giving Ratatouille a 4.18, which mm-hmm. crunching the numbers that gives. Uh, between the both of us, we gave Ratatouille a score of 4.09. Pretty solid score. That puts it uh, right above Lilo and Stitch and right below Labyrinth. Which, mm. that sounds about right to me. Yeah. Like, it's a good movie, but if you're critiquing it as hard as we are, then, you know. It's a solid B. Like, honestly, I that sounded right. It's still, I think, my favorite. I think it's a fun deviation from the the Pixar norm but it, it's definitely not, it's fallen to the wayside for a reason that it's kind of like a oh yeah that movie that's a good one but it's it's not a it's not usually like the first thing that pops into your head mm-hmm. uh but on the, yeah because yeah. when I'm thinking about like oh what's my favorite Pixar movie I always forget about Ratatouille mm-hmm. it's a good one not my favorite because there's also like there's so many it's the only Pixar movie I've seen twice in theaters oh wow so that maybe that's part of where it comes for me. That it's just I liked it enough that I was like, "Mom and Dad, you have to come see this." When yeah. I when I came home from summer camp, <laughs> uh, it wasn't like a, it's not a stereotypical like love story either. Like the love story is the fact that you know anyone can cook and like, like anyone the, can cook, the, but only a real. What you mentioned before about how food kind of brings people together like universally, like mm-hmm. that's that's so true, and I think that's what this movie was highlighting the fact that food brings people together. I think that's really important. I agree with that. So, uh, Katie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having uh, me. Like I, this I have so to, much fun. Yeah, I, oh, it was so much fun to have you. I just have to cut this off because I have to get to my poetry class in 15 minutes. Oh, are you writing uh, some poems? Uh, Edgar Allan Poe? Edgar Allan Poems. Uh, <laughs> no. Make, make a, you're an improv guy. Make an improv poem to sign this out. Um... Ratatouille is such a good movie, and I hope you like it too. That was a haiku. Ooh, uh, so, hope uh, you Katie, like it too. Haiku. <laughs> is there anything that you would like to plug or promote? Plug or promote? Um, do you have a, not at the moment. That's right. Yeah, because <laughs> your social media is private, so I'm not. I you don't have to plug that because I. Yeah, no, I'm working on a YouTube channel. Um, I'm not plugging that as of now. Um, cool. Well, when it launches, you can tell me, and I'll yeah, I'll post I that. Yeah, I definitely want you as a guest, and Aww. I'd love to come back. Of and course. Talk more about Disney movies. Yeah, I'd love to have you. Um, Yay. Yeah, and as always, uh, follow Kidflix Pod, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, send us an email, kidflixpod at gmail.com if you have any suggestions, and please rate and review us on iTunes because it really helps us out. I checked recently; we have two reviews now. Let's get that up to an even uh, eighteen. Uh, but anyway, that's all for today. We will hear you next week, and go go gadget and show.